I'm Tina Black, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership, a six-month business and leadership course to help you start, maintain, grow, or scale your salon business. We believe there are five strategies to help you eliminate politics and confusion, increase morale, decrease turnover, and increase productivity. If you would like to get on our waiting list for the next course, please go to www.nextlevelsalonleadership.com. And what you're kind of talking about, you know, I love that you said you got to set that space up, but what you're kind of talking about is, is culture. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, you spend time focusing on culture intelligence. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about the power of culture. Okay, so that's a that's a good one because culture uh, is very popular right now, and it can look in a lot of different ways. So, cultural intelligence is actually the study of how individuals can be together, work together, occupy space when you have this merging of different um, values, different uh, you know. Um, subcultures either, you know, maybe people might dress differently, they may have a different language or, for, you know, if, even if they're all speaking English, they may have a, a different first language. Um, and then how they interact, right? So this translates into a salon culture or a salon, you know, environment in the sense of if you look at your team and you have your, I, I know everybody in this, the salon, we love talking about our millennials, right? Or you know, our, our, our next gens or the different generations, right? So those are their own cultures, right? So how um, the generation X's are speaking with the millennials, those are, are the components in cultural intelligence. And so cultural intelligence being the awareness of what I think and how I feel is going to be different from this person that is from a very different um, part of the world than myself, right? And being able to have self-awareness and find a common ground of where you both meet so that you can, um, you know, so you can grow and work together. Um, and there's tremendous amount of research on innovation and creativity and how much productivity comes out of teams that are more diverse. The more diverse your team is, the more innovative and more creative that that team is going to be. Um, and I think this is an area, um, it's not per se my passion, but it's an area in salon culture in our industry as a whole that I know when I traveled, you know, you know, our country, uh, I'd see a lot of the same people in a salon, right? Like, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, the females might look alike or, you know, dress the same, that sort of thing. Um, you know, just be aware of that as a salon owner and, and bringing in different people. And it doesn't have to be um, gender or race. It can be age because we see a lot of ageism in this industry where you might have a team that everybody's under 30. You know, have a 45-year-old in there. It's going, it's going to stir things up and give some different perspective. Um, so I know I went off at a tangent, uh, Sean, on, on culture, but I wanted to kind of um, define for you like cultural intelligence versus the salon culture and what we're creating um, in each of our spaces. And those are, you know, salon culture and uh, a business's own individual culture are very unique 
and they're all going to be very different. And the great thing about culture is it can change, right? So if there's something that doesn't feel right or there's a toxicity to a culture, that sort of thing, it can be changed. And it can be changed as easily as the things that we were talking about in the beginning of our conversation of a leader. If a leader shifts gears, it can change. If a leader is married, then divorced, that culture is gonna change. Right or vice versa, they're unhappy, then they get married and they're happy. Culture is going to change, right? So there's going to be a shift in dynamics, um, and the dynamics part is really interesting in salons too. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> true. I would love for you to stay on a little bit because I know you're you focus a lot on your training on diversity and inclusion, and and that is that is an area you know I think this past year that really opened up Sean and my eyes that it's not happening in the salon world, so to speak, right? And so what's, what's the solution here? And, and as leaders, how can we convince our leaders and our companies that we need a solution? Like what, what advice do you give to brainstorm this through, so to speak, to come up with solutions? I think first off is to look at what, what does diversity and inclusion mean for you? Yeah. Right. Does it, and, and I'm going to be very candid here. Does it mean I need, I should have um, a, a, a black stylist? Does it mean I don't have any stylists that um, are, you know, Moroccan or whatever different cultures, right? Um, and there's, there's the reverse. I, I go to salons in DC that I know a great salon in DC. I think everybody is um, Moroccan or North, North African, right? And they don't have any white people in there. So what, like that, that, that's not diverse, right? Um, so before you get to that stage, right, because then there becomes this, this challenge um, around your hiring policies, right? Because then if you're, you're trying to fill a spot, is that fair, right? Mm -hmm. Because then, you know, companies get in trouble for that. <laughs> um, is to really do the work as the salon owner and define what that means for you. Um, and you know, study. I know in our in my in academic in my academic world in school, um, there are so many great books about looking at, um, you know, some of the issues and the deep stemming systemic issues. So it's just starting to be aware of like, oh, what are the systemic issues in a salon around gender, around race, around um, you know, even use of pronouns per se, right? Like, it, are you going to hire somebody that is a they? right? What does that look like? Does that make others uncomfortable raising their awareness so that that, that person is included in great, right? Why shouldn't they be? Um, so as a leader to create a foundation, because you had better make sure that you have a psychologically safe work, workspace before you start bringing in diversity, right? Because diversity can be so, so incredibly beneficial to a business, but if it's not held in the right space and the inclusion is not there, it can be detrimental and people can get really hurt. Mm -hmm. That's so, so powerful. Give advice to salon owners, how to get this started and what they should do to get started on this. So I'm, I'm going to go back to, um, a salon I worked for in New York, it was called Paula Breck. Um, they did a great, great job. Um, I worked with such an incredibly diverse group of people. Yes, we're fortunate because we're in New York City. Um, and so they just kind of cultivated it, right? But one of the things that I always thought was, was so powerful and I learned so much from was um, 
a friend of mine, his name's uh, Yusuf Williams, incredible hairdresser. Um, and he, he was in the salon, right? And uh, as well as many other, you know, different um, ethnicities, uh, race, you know, you know, black stylists, that sort of thing in the salon. And it was a community and a culture that became created in that. And Yusuf himself as the person brought that in, right? So it was something that was separate from the salon owner. The salon owner welcomed it, gave him the support and the inclusive, you know, environment that he needed. And so, I mean, he pretty predominantly had a black clientele, right? But just in bringing his black clientele in, it then drew in other black assistants. And then when the other black assistants came in, they then stayed. And so it became this space because I look at it as community and I, I speak to, you know, other, other friends of mine in the black community. And it's something that I'm always kind of curious about because a lot of black women like going to black salons. Right. There's a there's a level of comfort of inclusion that they feel. So it's it's sometimes the, the problem is, is that people, whatever culture or whatever, they might want to stay in their in their little silo. Right. So we're looking at something bigger of like breaking those through. Right. So a salon owner has to look at the cultural components, too, of if I bring in this type of stylist, what is the clientele that's going to come with them? And what do I need in my space to support that clientele? Because the clientele is really the end goal, right? It's making the stylist feel great. That might be an easier thing, but how do, will the clients feel really good there? And then will they spread that to their community that, that your place is a great place to go? Yeah, so it kind of starts with one, so to speak, is what I'm hearing you say, right? Through that. Yeah. And and so that's kind of where we're at, at the point of, okay, let's brainstorm. What can we do? And I, I love the fact that you talked about create that foundation and define what it means to you. So to me, that's part of the first step too, where sit down, okay, how can we develop more diversity and inclusion in our company? And I think every business owner across all of America needs to be asking that question right now. Yeah. And I think we're kind of all lagging behind because we're off have fear of not knowing what do I do next? What's my first step? So I feel like you're giving us clarity through that pepper. And I think it's first and foremost, speaking with your team and sitting down and saying, how can we start this? What can we do differently? That's yeah, that's right. It's, it's just, yeah, having the conversations. Um, and an idea came, came to mind, um, you know, something that people can do because just like, you know, one salon wants something, so do many, right? And so connecting with other salons that maybe you would like to have more of that clientele, they would like to have more of your clientele and maybe doing a pop-up together of Love some that. capacity, you know, and, and, and looking at that and seeing how, how worlds can start to merge together and the power of that. Powerful. Hey everyone, I'm Sean Chido, co-owner of Next Level Salon Ownership. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure to check us out at nextlevelsalonleadership.com.